Good morning and welcome to the third season of All About Thailand. And may I welcome Thailand, สวัสดีครับ, and of course the rest of the world. Good morning, and I hope everybody is just fine. So. Today, I have decided to talk about uh, yeah, the Thai medical system. Now, I'm not going to talk about the expat side because that is constantly changing at the moment. But uh, I'd like to talk about how it is uh, for the Thais and what their general medical experiences are like. So, come on, let's talk about it. Well, the, the, the basic sort of structure of healthcare in Thailand is, is pretty much this. It's, it's overseen initially by the uh, Ministry of Public Health, but there, there does seem to be a lot of other sort of, uh, several sort of other non-government sort of government agencies. It's, um, it, is, it is quite vast that, uh, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, there's a lot of medical tourism. Uh, in Thailand uh, as well, but there's uh, several public networks that uh, provide like a universal sort of health care, and uh, but I think overall it's through about sort of like three sort of government schemes, and you know, you've got like the private hospitals, and you've got the uh, like a health co- complaint system type thing. It's it's weird and. Uh, you know, a, a few other things. It, it's like uh, with uh, with Kung and the family up in the village. Um, it, it's very interesting. Obviously, the village is very different to the way that the uh, the city city hospitals, I should imagine, are run. Um, that obviously, people in the country do get sick, and uh, there's an awful lot of stomach complaints as well. To be honest, it's always amazed me when I used to go into the chemist and see practically half the chemist full of all the sort of ailments and stuff that you can that you could have with regards to uh, you know having a bad stomach, all these different uh, different sort of medicines. But uh, but getting back to it, I, I tend to feel that if um, if the Thai does get ill, especially up in the you know, rural locations, there is like a little tiny sort of hospital place in which they can can go in. And uh, nine times out of ten, they they seem to be put up on a saline drip to set them straight. It could well be something as simple as dehydration, and uh, and then they're sorted out uh, with regards to that after spending say maybe a few hours. Uh, I remember Kung went into one, and um, you know I'd love to have been there myself, but I was working away in the UK. But uh, that, that what surprised me was the. The whole family was in the room and uh, eat, uh, eating food, which was quite sort of lovely. So very, very, very different to the sort of like what uh, happens in the UK with uh, potentially other places, uh, potentially like visiting hours and things like that. But but yeah, there, there are the, the basically uh, say like three main structures. Like you've got the the private hospitals, you've got these sort of like government clinics. This is the one thing, and then you've got like these sort of, I don't know, I just call them like resting centres, really, because you know, just for 
but very minor sort of ailments and things like that. You know, someone's got cuts or uh, someone, like I said, just just wants to rest, so just a little bit maybe dehydrated or suffering a bit of um, a, a, a sort of stomach upset. You know, so yeah, that that I found quite interesting. Yeah, so what I'm going to do now, because I'm just going to give you like a, a little bit of infrastructure and, uh, you know, and some sort of figures and things, because I know people like that kind of thing. Uh, but, but as of uh, 2019, Thailand's population is somewhere in the region of something like 68 million. And it's served by nearly 927 government hospitals and around about uh, 363 private host- hospitals with uh, the, these health centres like I, I was talking about. Uh, there are about nearly 9,768. 9, and then you've got the, the 25,615, wow, uh, private sort of health clinics. But, uh, but universal sort of healthcare is basically provided, like I said, between the, the three programmes, as, as they're called, like these, the, the ones for the uh, civil servants and their families, which is called, I suppose, something like a social security programme. And then there's another scheme that's like the, called the universal coverage, which was introduced in around about 2002, which is uh, available to pretty much all the other Thai sort of nationals. And then there's a, there's another scheme, uh, the farmers use, I haven't quite worked out or that the working people use that uh, they can pay into. Uh, a bit like a, I suppose, a bit like a healthcare thing. And because uh, uh, you know, they either pay into this healthcare and simply say if someone got sick, say, let's go for dehydration and uh, they need to go on a drip. Now, if they're in this scheme, then it's not going to cost them anything. But if they're out of the scheme, then they, they will get it. They will get it, but they'll have to pay, but it would only be a small fee. And how I'm led to understand that it's partially government subsidized anyway. So uh, that that's pretty much, but uh, yeah, so really if you, if you think about those three sort of things, rather than getting into uh, a very, very, very you know, deep subject, you know, obviously like uh, before the coup uh, to 2014, Thai nationals had to pay uh, uh, a certain amount of money and in some respects now they, they, they get certain medical advantages or care for absolutely free so it, it, things do change you know do, do change and it's a, it's a constantly changing subject. Well, we've reached that time in the show where I would like to thank the new listeners for listening and I'd also like to thank our existing listeners for listening and we are growing and growing every single week per week. So we have been working especially hard this week uh, with regards to uh, helping Thai nationals uh, uh, and uh, advertising the, um, the Bangkok Community Help Programme and other programmes based uh, around 
tyre as well. And our shop uh, on spring is going very, very well. And obviously everyone's all getting excited on the run up to Christmas. And we are getting especially excited for the things that we've got planned for the new year, which will I'll let you know um, a little bit further down the line. So anyway, let's uh, let's get back to talking about uh, the healthcare system in Thailand because it, it really is quite interesting. Right now, with regard to hospitals, most of the hospitals in Thailand uh, are sort of mainly operated by the uh, Ministry of Public Health. I, I sort of mentioned that before, and sort of uh, private hospitals are sort of regulated by the Medical Registration Division, and you know, uh, Thais do like their uh, their, their um, well, you know, their, their individual sort of like registrations and things like that, and companies and things and bits and bobs. And things that overseas, you know, oversee things. <laughs> I'm rambling on a little bit now. And uh, that includes uh, military hospitals and universities and uh, local governments. And of course, uh, the, the Red Cross does actually have a, have a presence there as well. Now, the, the health districts, now this is something, uh, you know, obviously they're looking after quite a few sort of people in, in different sort of provinces and things. So, but they're, they're, they're each by region, really. And you can look uh, on the internet and see uh, what the regions are, and uh, they're all they're all quite well organised and, and perfectly capable within uh, with what they do. Now, I always wonder wonder about the first responders and things like that. Now, your first responders, especially like in Bangkok, uh, and like they are in in other parts of the world, is 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 they are almost like private companies. You know, they're private companies that do. The, the, the first response and uh, these these people are possibly even doing a bit like on-call firemen you know like on-call sort of ambulancemen as as first responders you know I, I've seen things like that you know which is uh, but very very interesting so well, what I'm going to do now as well after this little ditty uh, I'm going to talk about the, the difference between the I suppose you could say, in a way, the, the, the urban and the rural divide. Yes, yeah, so the, the, the urban and rural divide. Well, uh, for, for much of Thailand's sort of history, the, the, the rural areas in Thailand were pretty much sort of... Uh, not really served that well when it comes to sort of medical centres and and also failed to attract uh, health workers because the health workers could uh, could get more money in in other places. But the, the government back in 1975 launched uh, a medical welfare scheme for the poor and vulnerable citizens of uh, both the the, the 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 urban areas and uh, the the rural areas as well. And they, they, they trained up uh, health workers uh, to obviously to work in the, the rural areas, gave them good money to work with. So there wasn't this kind of, uh, it really was in a sense to control the, the, the brain drain, people going obviously to the private hospitals and, and things like that. And, and, and these, these measures were in a sense partially sort of successful. 
and uh, yeah, they, they did a study, I think it was back in uh, 2009, and the study found that uh, 1% of, of physicians, let's say, out of five, uh, to uh, 565 people in, in Bangkok, so, well, do the maths on that. That's, that's quite a lot. Uh, but, you know, I, I, you know, other than, like, moving away from the, the, the figures now, I, I tend to feel, you know, as an expat, and I know we're not talking about expat, in, in, you know, medical things, because of the changes and everything, it's just that, um, you know, you felt that, you know, being, being in the, the village, if something was to happen you know depending on what it was uh, that you know you would you would be sort of looked after you know it's, it's like me I mean I I, I travel uh, around the world and um, you know obviously my home is Thailand and um, currently uh, traveling around uh, the UK at the moment uh, it, it's it's it what what happens is um, you know I, I I need my metformin my diabetic medication and what what is interesting is that uh, I, I can get it in Thailand. I, you know, I can even purchase it over the counter. Uh, you know, which is which is very good. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling now, and I'm going to come up with a story because I've got loads of stories. And anyway, I know how much you like the stories. Well, this, this story goes uh, right back to uh, when I was in the village. And uh, now, you either don't know or you do know that I do love my sweet corn, my corn on the cob. And uh, there was, there was a, something I used to go to sort of more or less every other day. They used to do the sweet corn and they used to sort of like boil it all up and then they used to chuck it on the grill. It was fantastic. I, I really, really, really did like it, and, and got to eat quite. A, you know, it was not quite uncommon to have maybe three really large ones in one day. You know, you'd see me on the front porch there, just chomping away on it. Loved it, loved it. So anyway, uh, this particular time, I, I got some sweet corn off the man, and uh, I think within about mainly a couple of hours, I was like, I wasn't being sick, and nothing else was happening. But uh, I, I just felt really sort of tired and, and lethargic, you know. Um, I, I completely lost my appetite. Uh, I had no appetite for food for, for some reason. It's very weird, you know, uh, not even for sweet corn. And, uh, you know, I really was feeling under the weather. But, you know, it's like most things, you know. You, I thought it was just something like a, a mild sort of stomach upset not to worry about it and uh, it'll clear up after about three to four hours or something like that but but it kept on going kept on going it did and uh, it turned out that I was I was ill for roughly around about sort of three days altogether where it was very bizarre you know although nothing was happening I wasn't being sick necessarily it's just that I I'd lost my appetite I was uh, feeling very um very sort of lethargic and what well, had no energy whatsoever and I was just just laying in bed which was just so unusual for me for for three days and nights solid 
and uh, Kung was uh, was looking after me. Well, Kung was my nurse. She was she was looking after me and the family as well. And Kung had to go out, so they took very great care of me. But but there's there's an example in itself. Um, if uh, if it looked like you know I was going to be even more ill, you know, or needed a trip, I would have gone down to the local community, in a sense, health centre. So, so, so there we are, you know. So, anyway, I'm not going to ramble on anymore. Thank you ever so much for listening. Anyway, and also, please take care and uh, follow the guidelines, uh, whichever country that you're in. And stay safe. Love you all.